What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. My name is Scott, coming at you live from my home studio here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we've had some crazy weather here the last few days. We, of course, we all had the freeze, and then uh, it was like a couple days of like 75 degrees, and then we had like a tornado warning and some like crazy thunderstorms today. So, I don't know, man. I'm just loving this weather here in the south. It's just uh, a lot different than what I'm used to, and I'm very, very grateful to be here. So, you guys, I got an awesome episode for you tonight. Uh, one of my good friends here in the truth movement. Um, we're going to talk about all kinds of fun stuff. But before we get too far into it, I just want to tell you guys just real quick, you know the routine. I want to tell you how to follow and support the show. So if you head over to the uh, website, rebunk.news, I want to encourage you guys to go check it out. I did a little revamping. I, I added a few things there. So at the very top, you can see all the different affiliate links and, and ways to support the show. Support your freedom, health, and the show. So the first one is Richard Grove's Autonomy Course, which I will be graduating this week. Um, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about that tonight. So there's a link there that you can learn more about that. Um, it's just been a real game changer for me and all the people there that I got to meet. It is, uh, I really highly encourage anybody to at least click the link, go check it out, go through the obstacle course, see if it's something that you could use in your life. If you're looking for more autonomy, some new skills, um, it's, it was really a uh, extremely beneficial thing. And uh, I'm still digesting all of it. And uh Good thing is, once you're in, you're in for life. So you take it again and again and again, and you meet all the new people coming through. And uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, uh, as a graduate, you know, they have different roles for graduates. I'm looking forward to being one of those people that uh, kind of helped guide me through the process when I went through. So very grateful for that. Also, you'll see uh, Truth TRS Heavy Metal Detox. So this is my affiliate page that I built. So this is something that I layered on top of an affiliate link that uh, that they gave me. And this is something that I did before Autonomy, but it's something they talked about in Autonomy. It's like take take an affiliate link and then build a website on top of it to kind of like, you know, shout out the value even more. So this is like, even though it's an affiliate link, this is my website here. So I believe in this stuff. It's a Zeolite heavy metal detox spray, which absorbs and eliminates the heavy metals that have accumulated in your body. I used it for about a year straight. I haven't re-upped my order in a minute just because of like, I don't know. Got a lot of other things going on, but man, what a difference it made. Brain fog, all that stuff. It's crazy. And then also, uh, I want to shout out this too. If you guys scroll down, if you go to truthtrs.com and scroll down, see where it says right here, it says become a TRS distributor. If you click that link, then it takes you the option to uh, get your own affiliate link. And you have to order the three pack in order to qualify for that. But it's a great uh, way for you to you know make some passive income. And you can build your own little brand and logo on top of it and then sell it too. So Good stuff, fun stuff. Uh, also want to shout out the t-shirt shop. So rebunk.news forward slash shirts will get you to the site. You know the flag behind me. We've got the awesome Are You Threatening Me shirt. 16 bucks, you guys. You can't go wrong with that. A whole bunch of other designs. Fauci gave us all AIDS again. You guys remember the classic Truthzilla shirt. Fauci gave us all AIDS. Well, Fauci gave us all AIDS again. And this time it's vaccine-acquired immune deficiency syndrome. Can you believe it? That bastard. So anyway... Uh, a few other great new designs, and this is all brought to you by Big Frog T-shirts. Oh, this is a new one they, they put up, too. Journalism isn't a crime, you guys, okay? So go rep that in your community. Again, 16 bucks. Can't beat it. So there's a whole bunch of designs there. Go check it out. Uh, we got the Give, Send, Go, Value for Value donation options. All of the social media, uh, I encourage you guys to hop into the Telegram. T.me forward slash Rebunked News is the best place to stay up to date with the show. And there's also the open chat channel for everybody. That's uh, t.me forward slash rebunked chat. I haven't put a link on the webpage yet, but uh, all the video platforms and we're on all audio, audio podcast platforms. So um, yeah, just hop in, get involved. And then of course, when you go to the webpage, there's going to be a little pop-up for you to sign up for the email list. I want to encourage you to do that. That way you get notifications about um, anything going on with the show. 
and when we are about to go live. And then the final thing I want to shout out is uh, tlavagabond.substack.com. This is the last American Vagabond Substack that I have the honor and privilege of, uh, you know, helping run. And we got all kinds of awesome content. Um, if you're looking for information way ahead of everybody else, like go check it out there. Basically, we just aggregate a lot of Ryan's content. Uh, we have Maddie Bannon, uh, who's also an autonomy student who has uh, provided great coverage on this these COVID collaborators that just keep popping up in all of these psyops throughout the last 20 years. So she's been doing amazing work. And we will be doing a Q&A with Ryan this Sunday um, for founding members. So if you go to the Substack, there's a link in the in the description here. Sign up to be a founding member, and you can jump on the Zoom call and uh, you know ask whatever questions you have to uh, to Ryan. So anyway, good stuff, and I think that is probably about it. But it's at least going to get us uh, what we're going to cover today. So, uh, without further ado, let's bring in the man himself, Mr. LD Lawrence Driggs, uh, producer of Grand Theft World. So many things to his credit. It sounds like this last year you've built up so many different things that you've been involved in. Uh, you know, you work for Autonomy Unlimited, you're an autonomy graduate and like, man, I can't say enough, like how much I admire and respect all the work that you do. So, man, thank you. What's up, buddy? Hey, Scott. Happy New Year. It's good, happy to, New good Year. to be back with you, man. Yeah. Happy New Year to you as well. And I've been getting a lot of messages today that like all these people were excited about this episode, man. Like you got a lot of, you got a loyal, a lot of loyal listeners out there. So that's really cool. So, um, man, I don't even know where to jump in. So, um, why don't you just first tell a little bit about yourself in case people missed the last episode or in case they don't even know what Grand Theft World is, which if they're here, I would, I don't even know what they're doing, but tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, well, Grand Theft World podcast, that's the weekly wrap up we do with Richard Grove and Tony Myers. I'm kind of in the background on the ones and twos, spinning the knobs and such. Um, but we, we go through a roundup of the, the news from the week, a lot of uh, independent media sources we like to feature and uh, some, you know, clips from mainstream stuff and usually tie together interesting kind of compilation of material and um, get deep dive into historical analysis, especially through Richard's library books and the book cam and uh, Tony's philosophy background. So it's an intense, you know, six or seven hour ride each week. And uh, I guess it helps for people to break it up throughout the week, listen to a little bit at a time. And uh, yeah, I think there's some unique value that that comes out of um, stringing those stories together and then looking at the sort of the historical background and some of the ideologies, um, looking at how things are playing out <clears throat> in modern times, um, you know, where those ideas originated. And uh, myself, <clears throat> I don't know, I'm I guess I'm a bit of a vagabond myself, um, but I've been working with with Rich now about a year and a half on the podcast, and I joined the uh, joined his autonomy course back in October of 2019. Before you know, right before things really started to change, and before that, uh, I've been working a couple of years at Home Depot, done a few odd jobs. I've been out in California for a while. I grew up on the East Coast. Um, I've been music's been a big part of my life for a long time and um trying to get back to some of that incorporated into what i do these days but after joining the autonomy course i got into some video editing and then kind of learning how to produce live stream starting with you know, helping him with uh, the autonomy lectures the, the autonomy lectures are kind of similar to it's long form 
as you know, it's oh, yeah. long form content, uh, kind of hosted on a, a zoom webinar and learning some of those skills translated into helping out, um, with the launch of the podcast and, and, uh, yeah, it's it's been an interesting ride. Made a lot of interesting friends through the through the uh, through the interwebs, I guess, and different different online communities and and independent media content creators. So um, yeah, and then I've been I've been trying to do more hands-on stuff. You know, I, I relocated up to Northeast Washington, and and I've been kind of doing ranch hand stuff i mean I, I came up here to work on the domes with ernie hancock of uh, freedomsphoenix.com he's back down in arizona he, he can't uh, stick around when it gets cold mm. so but they took off when it when it was starting to get cold um and i know he's been looking for land and trying to get ready to build a big crazy spaceship looking dome house out in the arizona desert somewhere and uh i hope yeah, I'm sure. Well, he always ends up here uh, every year. So I, I think we'll be doing more dome stuff uh, this year. Wow. That's so awesome, man. Well, I want to get into all that for sure. So, uh, well, the thing that really just caught my attention there was the music thing. Um, so what, what instrument do you play? Like what's, you know, how are you involved with the whole music scene? Uh, mostly guitar these days, guitar and vocals. Um, but I was into electronic music for a while. I've got, got some, electronic music out there here and there i'd like to get back to that um i was really into that about uh 12 13 years ago uh but for a while you know i was i was playing bass i had a five string bass um and i would i would try to kind of jam with some people and and i'd have i'd have uh, my computer and software set up with a synthesizer um you know playing like audio instrument or um you know, VST plug-in instruments have like a synth bass or try to have sample sounds. And, um, um, well, I, I, those, that's, that's what I can play. Uh, I used to play violin and piano when I was little and I wish it stuck with that. Cause, and, uh, I was playing at a party on new year's Eve with a kid that he was just like the piano man, the entertainer, he's 18 years old and people were just, <laughs> he was playing anything people threw at him. Uh, these days I usually, I usually set up a laptop with, on a, on a music stand, you know, pull up tabs and, and, uh, yeah, it, it makes sure it's almost like a, a live, it can be like a live karaoke thing. People, people jump up and want to sing and, uh, so you can pull up, pull up different stuff, but, uh, yeah, trying to, trying to get in, get into writing some original stuff. I, I did have a couple of poems that a friend passed on to me that I was working on putting to music recently. And, and I'd love to record those. So hopefully get that done in the near future. But uh, yeah, I saw you jam shredding on the guitar on Instagram <laughs> a while back. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Thanks dude. That's kind of my thing, man. And that's something I want to get back into too. So I was, I was in this band out in Oregon. They're called hot piranha. Like I can shout them out now there. It used to be a little, controversial because some of the band members didn't believe in the stuff I was saying and it caused a lot of drama within the band you know and ultimately I mean partially probably why I ended up leaving the band there was some other stuff too but uh you know it was right before I moved and but I'm really you know I'm really reminiscent and missing those days for sure and you know being in Nashville like this is the music capital of the world man it's like everybody here is a musician or somehow involved in the music industry so I want to get more involved with that 
but I had like a breakthrough recently myself with it. So I found a few things. So have you, have you heard of garage band? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you use for, what do you use for uh, your music production stuff? Well, I, um, I used to use Ableton live and I, okay. I have Ableton live. I, uh, haven't really, haven't really worked with it for a while, but that was my, that was my go-to and Ableton live and, and like, uh, propeller heads reason had some great software instruments that you could route into Ableton. Um, and yeah, I learned a little bit of pro tools and I had a version of logic, uh, a, a pirated version of logic mm -hmm. that, uh, I messed with a little bit. So I kind of learned how to use a few of the different programs that work kind of the same, but I'm, I'm always impressed when people, you know, you don't have to have fancy software to do really good stuff. So I know you can do a lot with GarageBand. Dude, I, it's crazy. Like I just, okay. So I at first thought that you had to pay like thousands, hundreds, thousands of dollars for this type of stuff. Like I know like pro tools is like super expensive. And so I was just like, ah, eh, maybe someday. But then I heard someone saying how GarageBand is free on, on max. And I'm like, what? Hold on. And so I looked into that and sure enough, it's free. And it's like super powerful. I've been going through some like YouTube videos, learn how to play it. Like their drum system is so incredible, man. It's so crazy. They have like this little box with like a little dot and you move it around and it's like fast, slow, uh, you know, complicated, less complicated. And you just move the little dial and the drum beat like changes to, uh, you know, the, the pitch or whatever, whatever tempo or whatever type of music you want to play. And they have all these different drummers and all the different sounds and it sounds so good. And I'm like, okay, so this is something. And so I just, you know, after, before I moved, I like got rid of, I sold, I had a bigger amp, like a big, like two by 12 Fender amp and, uh, you know, a couple other guitars. And I'm just like, I need to just get rid of all this stuff. I'll get it later. And I have this crappy little, it's not the worst, but it's a little Fender Mustang, just a teeny little guy. And it's old though. It's probably like 20 years old. So it's like starting to like, just kind of just not really put out the type of performance I want. But, and so I've been like, ah, oh, looking at all these amps, like, man, do I want to invest in like a tube amp or something? And then I had this breakthrough, like literally like two nights ago, I have this little, little focus, right? You know, like a little, uh, audio interface and it has a, a instrument jack input. And then GarageBand has all the different effects and guitar sounds built into it. And it has like live monitoring. So you, it changes the sound as you're playing. So it's like, dude, I just unlocked all of the amps and all of the effects like <laughs> in the system, like, and just in the last like day or so. I've been tinkering with that. I'm like, okay, like even as soon as we're done here, I'm probably going to get back onto that. And I've already like, oh my God. I'm like, okay, now it's time. It's time to start cranking out some songs because I miss those days, man. And, and I guess a big shout out to Hot Piranha. They're coming out with a new album. They sent me the mastered copy. It is coming out in a couple weeks, but they just recorded a new album out in Oregon. And uh, so good for them. Uh, we're, you know, we're all cool. We're all cool. We're all buddies now, but it's like, you know, it's crazy, man. Like uh, it's good stuff. Like Hot Piranha's got some good music out there. If you guys look it up on... Uh, Spotify or they're on YouTube too. Um, good song. So anyway, enough about me, man. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no, I'm, I'm excited that, that you're getting into playing yeah, with guitar on, on uh, GarageBand. That sounds great. I'm stoked. And anybody out there that's listening, like, you know, if you have a Mac, like get GarageBand, get going on that. It's, it's a lot of fun and it's super easy, super user-friendly. So, so, uh, well, right on, man. So tell, I'm curious to hear, like you and I have talked about it a little bit, but, uh, so how did you get fixed up with Ernie and how did that whole journey begin? Yeah. Um, well, I've met Ernie a couple of years ago at, at Porcupine Freedom Fest in New Hampshire. I was familiar with him, you know, uh, 
Rich does a show with him usually once a year or so, sometimes more frequently. So I was kind of kind of familiar with him, and uh, he's kind of legendary, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the bus. Yeah. Um, and he just has, you know, Ernie Ernie volume. He always <laughs> has his his fader way down low on the soundboard. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I saw him again. Well, a couple times this year, you know, ran into him where I met you in Texas at yep. uh, Float Fest. Yep. And uh, then I saw him again at uh, Pork Fest, and you know, I was busy on the grill, and and we were feeding him a bunch, and and uh, I got to know him a bit better this past summer. And yeah, in August he called up, uh, was looking for some help up here, and I needed I needed a little change needed to get my hands dirty and uh i came up and and worked on the dome project with him tried tried to document it for a bit the first the first week and a half that i i flew up here uh i was pretty good about it filming on my phone and cutting a short short video and i also got a bunch of footage that i have yet it's sitting around somewhere um have yet to get to it um but uh yeah i, I packed up and uh, packed up the my studio. Uh, it all fit in the back of a jeep and hauled back up here in like four days at the end of August. And um, and you know the the hosts here at the ranch were gracious to set me up with with uh, internet connection. It's not uh, you know we're reliant on Elon Musk here. Okay. And that, Starlink. That, Starlink. Yeah. yeah. And even at the business tier, it uh, it has. Uh, provided for some interesting learning opportunities with the Grand Theft World podcast, and um, um, it's interesting though. I don't want to get too tinfoil hatty, but uh, we had some problems with the stream, and somehow I'm, you know, I started doing my own stream, and I don't really have the same kind of problems. I'm mm. I'm able to stream, but you know, we worked out a different solution with another another person, uh, another state kind of capturing the capturing the webinar and streaming it out from there. But yeah, um yeah, we we worked away on on this this one uh uh I think it's an 18 foot dome. There's a few domes. There's like a 30 foot workshop dome. It's just covered in plastic. Um and then another larger dome that we were focused on uh that's sunk in concrete so it has a, a concrete slab foundation and yeah, just that that was that was a lot of fun just jumping in. I hadn't done construction in a long time. But uh, and it's you know, it's pretty uh particular work, but essentially the 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 struts, the 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 uh structure of it had been put together already. And then we were we were layering it with a uh spider lath mesh to kind of give uh give some surface area for concrete to, to, uh, adhere to. And on top of that, then we, we lashed down. So we like zip tied that, the, the spider lath, and then we were lashing down, um, uh, hog, hog paneling. It's a big, big metal fencing. Um, and we were shaping it to the dome, cutting it out to, uh, to fit and sort of puzzling, piecing that together. So we, and then using um, rebar ties to secure that, uh, latch it down tight to the structure and make sure there was, 
wasn't any movement. Mm. So that when the concrete was on there and setting, you know, that there wouldn't be any, any movement or cracking in concrete. And then uh, we, we had a little pro- prototype dome and a piece of equipment from a local guy and um, a local guy that's been building domes since the 70s or probably the 60s. And that was interesting. We've got some footage of that somewhere. Uh, Bob, uh, he, he was pretty helpful. Um, he and Ernie kind of got into it. He's mm. old school. I mean, the, the dude, like, he never wore gloves. He's just reaching in the concrete. So, and that stuff's caustic. I don't know yeah. if you work with concrete. A little bit. Uh, yeah. I definitely got down and dirty with the concrete. So we had a, we had a mixer and sprayer unit. And um, the... The mix was a bit too chunky, so it kept clogging up, and, and we had a few rounds of that. Um, so, sorry if it's, I mean, I no, hope this is I, interesting. No, but, this is great. I was going to actually ask for more details about how you yeah. actually build these, so it's great. So yeah. What is the structure so, made out of? Is it like metal? Oh, yeah. That, the structure is uh, it's a conduit, so it's a... Uh, uh, um, like metal, metal conduit? Yeah, uh, okay. EMT conduit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, before Ernie had headed out of town, he had a big machine, uh, so I got to kind of learn some of the the beginning steps of the process. And he's got he's got it all, all the calculations because you can build these domes uh, different sizes, and then he has all the calculations, and then there it's in metric, but then you have to add you have to add a little bit to give uh, give the structure an ability to um to fit the pieces together and have it have it not get too warped mm-hmm. um so before he left before the snow came um we cut out we got a bunch of EMT and cut out uh kits for two different domes because there there was a small 16 foot dome that ended up being a a chicken coop until until the chickens got moved into a greenhouse and uh, so we made two more kits of that same size, and I I put one together. Um, but he has this big machine that crimps and punches the conduit. So so first we cut it um, with a, a metal blade. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, it's I think it's for tile. It okay. does does the trick. But we try to cut cut them in bundles so we get the. There's like three different lengths for this particular size and then that varies depending on what size dome you're building but for the 16 footer three different lengths we cut the bundles get the pieces ready then then there's a machine it's a big old thing that crimps and punches holes in the end and rounds off rounds off the end and then we spray paint those to correlate with a uh a map of you know how you put them together Uh, it's, it's like a big erector set i guess yeah, so we made two of those kits. I started working on one and and at first the the map was very confusing. I was looking at the, the pieces, the lengths, and starting from the top, working my way out. And then I had to change the way I was looking at it. When I started looking at the actual shapes that the pieces made, that helped. So you start off with um a pentagon at the top, and then you have hexagons arranged sort of on the next layer down and then pentagons in between something like that. I, I don't yeah, have the visual. That's to, what I was going to gonna ask. Like, is it, it's kind of like an, uh, what do they call it? An icosahedron? 
type of thing? Like something like that, maybe? Similar, similar. similar. Um, okay. I know a guy I can... in, out in Oregon, he was uh, he was doing the same thing, um, but not like concrete structures, but they were using icosahedron type situation. So, okay. Yeah, um, it's interesting. But uh, to, to get back to the the dome we worked mm -hmm. on the we uh so we were gonna try aircrete mm. and he had an aircrete mixing thing in, in a uh 50 gallon barrel but in order to do the aircrete you have to have a, a pump that so you mix up a batch of it and aircrete's great it it's it's very lightweight but very solid but you have to do it all at once and kind of like a like a soft serve ice cream just pour it all down and be ready to shape it before it starts drying. Cause once it starts drying, then, uh, the more you mess with it, the, the more, or, or the, the less, uh, uh, integrity that that material is going to have. Mm -hmm. So we didn't, we kind of, we kind of worked on that with the prototype dome, but unfortunately we, we weren't able to secure the, like $50,000 piece of equipment that had it all together. So like a mixer and a, a, a pump and sprayer. So we may do with uh, a couple different types of, of concrete sprayers uh, for spraying mortar mix or spraying like stucco. Um, and that helped us get an initial, uh, an initial layer of concrete sticking to the spider lath uh and in the end we ended up just doing doing most of it by hand and uh it was a ton of sand i i, I can't remember but it was a large unit of sand that went into mixing and, and many bags of uh of concrete mix and playing with uh, consistency and we we had to get it uh not too runny um because it, it helped to, to thicken it up for for working it by hand uh, so there was a lot of that, that, that was a good, um, you know, it, it kind of sucked, but at the same time I, <laughs> I embraced it. I was like, all right, we're, we're doing this. And, and I learned how to, I had a concrete shirt that got pretty, pretty destroyed by the concrete and I got burned pretty well. Wow. Uh, when, you know, it, it soaked through the shirt and I was like, ah, I'm all right. I'll, I'll clean up later. Well, by the time by the time I started to feel it, it was too late, you know? Yeah. Um, and I did, I did hear, uh, some old school guy said, if you mix up like lemon juice, uh, there, there's something that, that'll actually help protect from the, from the caustic stuff in, in that. Interesting. Um, but, but yeah, we, I, we, we got that, uh, got it layered up pretty thick with concrete and put a final, uh, mix a mortar on that with a, a tint in it to give it some color and um uh yeah it's it's kind of the project's kind of on hold we were going to do a rocket stove and put in put in the door and windows but uh, i think there was some debate about insulating the inside and and it just ernie was headed out and and um the yeah we just kind of put a pin in the project for for the winter yeah, that and, makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, it would have been cool to to get that done and test it out this winter, but uh, the dome's holding up. We've we've had quite a bit of snow. 
even the workshop dome's doing doing fine. Snow falls off, melts off eventually, off the plastic. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we'll be. I'm sure in the next few months we'll get back into that. And and uh, I think there's a plan to build several of these domes, if not on this property, on on another piece of property near nearby. So uh, yeah, hopefully more on that later this year in the spring, spring and summer. Dude, that's so cool. So, all right. So I'm really curious though. So, I mean, it sounds like a very involved process, like a lot of technical know-how that goes into it. Do you, are you guys planning on putting out any sort of course or, or hosting like in light or like in-person clinics to share the knowledge or anything like that in the works possibly? We definitely talked about it and, um, you know, I need to get in touch with Ernie and see where he's at. Uh, I know he was looking for piece of land and looking to get started down there and he he definitely had a desire to document the process and and have some people on hand to help him and then yeah invite invite some people and uh put on you know a workshop clinic yeah that'd be awesome so it's funny you mentioned uh rocket stuff so right before i left in oregon i was uh staying with this like guy he's like this older guy uh, it was right before I was moving, so I was looking for – it just kind of worked out so crazy because I was renting a place, and uh, I, I basically met him. He's like this quirky inventor-type guy. He's got all these inventions going on that he's working on, and and we met through Freedom Cells, and uh, and he was just telling me – he's like – I was going over there like three times a week, like volunteering to help him out with all his projects because he was, he was working on such cool stuff like um, – Anyway, but one of the main projects was a rocket stove setup. He was building this whole rocket stove. His whole backyard was like a rocket stove, like laboratory. He had all these different (laughs) uh, previous models, and he was just really tinkering with it. And uh, he basically just said, hey, I got an extra room. You can just stay here for free and uh, just help me out with these projects. I was like, heck yeah. So that was like my last six months I stayed with him. And and, uh, I became like a certified like rocket stove expert, apparently, which is pretty it was pretty cool, but you could check it out. Like maybe I encourage you to check it out. Like it's a very uh, kind of rudimentary thing, but it's a rocketstoveinstitute.org. And this is John Zielinski. This is his website. Um, he actually was friends with a guy named Larry Winiarski, who's the guy who invented the rocket stove back in the day. And, uh, and he's based they're, they're all based out in Oregon. And, uh, if you just scroll down the main page here, there's like a video this, watch this first video. This is a video I, I produced and recorded and edited together. Um, that shows like the whole process of what we came up with. And really what it came down to is that you're, you build a, a stove that provides heat and we were using pellets, um, pellet stove type of deal. And the heat goes up to this chimney and, and the water. So you have like a pump system and the water goes through the chimney and gets heated as it goes through the chimney. And then it pumps out into a, what, what he called a thermal battery. So it was like a large water tank that basically collected the hot water and kept it hot. Um, and then what would happen then is that you'd have another pump that pumps the water through pipes up to a radiator with a fan attached to it. So the radiator would fill up with hot water and then the fan would blow that hot air into an enclosed area. And so that's where the icosahedrons were. So you had these icosahedrons built that we were heating with just like a, you know, shitty old radiator and a fan that was like for like heating up an enclosed area for like seed starts and stuff like that. And the idea was to make it so that you could heat up a home potentially and just run, running off into some uh, rocket fuel or uh, uh, pellets. You know what I mean? So it was interesting. It was a really interesting thing that, and he was, uh, I just talked to him the other day. Apparently he's going down to the greater reset and he's going to have like a booth there talking about it. 
Um, so yeah. And so check that out though. Rocketstoveinstitute.org. You might get some ideas because, um, uh, I know I have yeah. talked to other people too, who are also doing rocket stove and it sounds like everybody has a different approach, you know, and it's, uh, I mean, it's cool technology, you know, it's basic. It's just super basic, you know, but so what applications are you guys looking at for a rocket stove? Um, mainly, mainly just to heat the domes, but, okay, uh, cool. I could see, yeah, I, I'm looking at the website. I'll, I'll definitely check these out see what I can learn from that. See if I can jumpstart that project again. Uh, yeah. cause I've run into, you know, I got into, to help and take care of the animals here and, and mm-hmm. learning the different, uh, different challenges we have with winter and, uh, you know, th- there might be some applications for uh, keeping keeping water from freezing. Uh, yeah, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we got down to 13 below. And uh, that was a bit of a challenge. It was overpowering the, the water, some of the water warmers that we have. Um, so that would be something I'd, I'd maybe explore how we could set up uh, some systems to, to help with that. Definitely. So like, if you look there, you'll see the big thermal battery. It's like a gigantic, it's just like made out of wood basically. And, uh, we were running into an issue where like, if you fill the water tank up like 75% or more, it started buckling. He even put like four by sixes, like on the side to like brace it with these gigantic carriage bolts. And it was still like buckling with the weight of the water. And so we came up with the idea. So the next iteration, the next vision would be to build it underground. So you dig a hole and you bury that tank that way, you know, you're not going to have it bursting out the sides. And then also probably provide a little bit of uh, insulation, maybe, I don't know, or maybe it would suck the heat out. I don't know. We haven't figured that part out, but at least mm. the buckling you could provide. And then they had like pre-made like tanks that you could bury too, for sure. So we were looking at all kinds of crazy stuff, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting technology that, that, uh, I'm sure they don't want to, uh, they don't want us to leverage this technology to better our lives, you know? <laughs> so it's just one of those things. So how yeah, much... it's not, not, not stuff that's uh, taught in school. No, it's safe to say, but, uh, yeah. got to go out and find the information. Yeah, definitely. Um, so how much would you say like, uh, like an average dome costs, like materials, like just materials wise, like what, what would you say total something like that would run a person if they were trying to, invest in one themselves Ooh, um i think uh that'd be a good question for ernie but yeah. I, i'm i'm thinking he was trying to keep it under 10 grand but mm-hmm. for the materials um the problem you run into is is then labor i mean because yeah. if you don't have the if you don't have the equipment to do the concrete um then yeah you're, you're running into labor costs but with a few people, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it took us it took us a few weeks to to do that concrete by hand. Um, so don't don't quote me on that that oh, yeah. figure. That <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking ballpark. Uh, I didn't I didn't really know if it was a few hundred bucks, like fifty grand. Like I don't know. So I mean, that seems reasonable. That seems yeah, realistic. and 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 probably less. I mean, depending on what you want to do, and and concrete's not the only way. Um, you know that the guy. Bob that I mentioned, like he, he's, he won't do concrete anymore. He's into bioavailable stuff. So he builds mm-hmm. with, uh, like hay bales and, and, um, he, he's like, I'll never work with concrete again. <laughs> um, 
So that's that's something to consider there. You can definitely get creative with the building materials. And uh, yeah, definitely labor labor is going to up the costs and, and equipment. That's that's a conundrum. I mean, we, we ran into the problem with equipment. The supply chain issues uh, made it. You know, I mean, there was there was funds to to get the, the equipment, but it just wasn't it wasn't going to get here. Gotcha. Um, and so, yeah, I mean that that would be a conundrum with with that kind of equipment. If you're if you're looking for a fifty thousand dollar piece of equipment, you got to have uh, business to to support that, or 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 somebody somebody that's looking to make that uh, an operation that can go around and and help other people execute that. Um, so I know, I know with Ernie, I think his uh, one thing he's, he's envisioned uh, is, is like airbag domes mm-hmm. um, where you like these big bags you blow up and then you build the structure on top of it. And so I, I'm, I'm trying to remember if he would use the same, same kind of conduit thing. Uh, but you, you'd have these, these bags that you build the, build the structure on top of, and then, then pour, pour aircrete on top of that. Wow. Um, yeah. So I don't know. There's, there's definitely a lot of different approaches you can take and, 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 uh, you know, Ernie, Ernie is a, Ernie is a very creative thinker. It's, it's fun hanging out with him. He comes up with some interesting ideas and then uh, putting them into action, make them a reality. That's, that's another story, but uh, yeah, I I need to check in with him and and see, see what he's, uh, if he's ready to get going with the domes down there. There you go. I'd say like, just get on that, man. It seems like it's such a valuable skill to have too. Like that's just awesome, man. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Ernie Hancock, Ernest Hancock, he's uh, the Freedoms Phoenix, freedomsphoenix.com. His website is just, uh, it's just a, it's just an overwhelming amount of information. And he does the, an actual hold in your hand print newspaper too. Like he's old school with it, man. And he's been in the game forever, just a living legend and just uh, cranks out shows, articles. Like he's just, uh, so check out Freedoms Phoenix, go give Ernie some love. Um, he's hilarious, very entertaining. I've been on the show a couple times. Uh, it's, it's a, it was a fun ride going on Ernie's show. I remember the first time I went on, he's like, he's like, we're, we're just going to talk until, uh, oh, what did he say? It was so funny. He's like, we're just going to go until, uh, you're, you stop being interesting or something like that. I'm like, okay, cool. And we went, we went for like three hours and I was like, yes, yes, that was good. <laughs> and then you and me were on last time. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a wild ride. Yeah. yeah I, I got to do a few shows with him on the bus. Uh, it was good, good training for me. Oh, for up sure. With him. Oh, I bet, man. I bet. Well, just all the projects you're involved in, it's like, I don't know how you keep up with some of this stuff, which is a good segue into some of the, the media stuff. Um, so man, I look up to you quite a bit and like your ability, like what you're able to produce, like, like Grand Theft World, for example, is such a great show. The content is so awesome, but like, uh, you know, 
I still try, like, I'm still trying to figure out the whole media production thing. I'm still figuring out the back end. And I, I take the easy way out, as you can see. I'm just using StreamYard, you know. It's like the lazy man's OBS. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's hey, like, uh, you, you know, it's like, it's whatever. I want to learn OBS. I want to learn all this stuff. But I just got to give you lots of props for uh, your, you know, the way you're, you bring it all together. And uh, really just the backbone of that show, man. So, you know, that show in and of itself I mean, it's more than just a show as far as I'm concerned. It's like, it's a community, obviously. But um, the 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 value that you get, like, let's say, so like, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a subscriber, right? You know, I do the 10 bucks a month paid subscriber. And then in that community, there's like so much other like stuff that you like other resources, like Tony's, I talk about it all the time, but Tony's logic course, just phenomenal. Like that alone is worth its, its price of admission. But it's just a cool thing, man. Like, it's really cool to see you be a part of like something so so awesome but uh i'm sure one thing that everybody is wondering and I, i've been wondering this myself like what is a, uh, what was it like like when you first started and it was like you know this show goes to like four in the morning sometimes like are, are you a night person like how did how, how do you how did how was that in the beginning and then how do you like mentally prepare to go into a marathon show like that oh uh, that's a good question um i i am a night person at times I am a night person by necessity. I'm also a morning person, so I do like, you know, I do like that feeling getting up early and and uh, having a good full day. So that that's a conundrum in and of itself that that's led to I, I don't know. It, it's an interesting challenge, but uh, yeah, that's been uh, I I used to struggle with it more um, and. When we started the show, you know, I was kind of just hanging, hanging on the side, helping out. We had Tyler, uh, Tyler Boyer was with us at the time. He really got that thing off the ground and came up with basically how we do the show. And just to, I mean, I think StreamYard's cool and, and you, you do a great job with what you do and but you have manageable, like you do one hour or maybe a couple hour shows and um that's that works well for that so i i don't know if we can trust you know for the for a long long thing i don't know if we can trust Streamyard. um yeah to because we've talked about doing it but i i don't know because sorry you know we we've tried different things we we're on a zoom webinar so that we yeah. can meet and then then using OBS, we capture that and send it out to the stream. And um, that way I get a recording that I can start working on. I can just touch up, you know, clean up anything before I compress it down and, and get it rendered and, and uploaded. And, uh, you know, if you're relying on cloud recording, like for instance, Zoom recording a long webinar, there's always, a, there's usually gonna be a gap in the recording and then it takes time for that to process and for you to download it. And so the, the rhythm we got into, cause I, you know, rather than spending multiple days working on editing the show, especially as somebody that used to work, uh, you know, early mornings driving equipment and wanting to listen to stuff and looking for my favorite podcasts. Uh, I have those people in mind when I'm staying up late trying to get the show, uh, published on, on a Monday and uh, 
and I know people people ping me sometimes. Where's the show? What happened? I run in, run into challenges, and and uh, it's not there when they're looking for it, and uh, that's just kind of the nature of the beast dealing with a six or seven hour show, um, and it has to get compressed down on four gigabytes to get uploaded. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm always looking for different ways we can improve it. I, I wish there was uh, a way of meeting other than Zoom. Uh, I mean, I, I know there's, there's, there's stuff like Jitsi. We just haven't, in order to, to try something new, there's not a lot of time during the week to, you know, do a test run. Um, yeah. I can do it on my own, but getting everybody involved and kind of getting on the same page, that's another story. So yeah, it, it has definitely been a commitment. It's uh, uh, had some interesting situations where, where I'm traveling and, you know, I kind of let, let Tony or somebody else stream the show. I mean, we had Justin. Uh, Justin was on board for a while helping out. And, um, yeah, I'm going to have to – I got to get creative here in about three weeks. I need to go down south for a week or so and, and drive back up. So, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, uh, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a mental and physical hurdle. I've just powered through. <laughs> man, it's, and you can tell, man, like, it's kind of like the, the, what we were like, what I named the episode, like the anti-fragile mindset, you know, which is something I learned about in autonomy. Like I've heard the term before, but I didn't really understand what that meant. And that, to me, that's one of the big takeaways. You know, there's a lot of big takeaways from autonomy, but just the idea of like, you know, and I've heard it uh, characterized in different ways, but just the idea of like when an obstacle happens or some challenge presents itself or something like that, you look at it as like, all right, I got this shit. And it's like, all right, good. I'm glad this is happening. Like, this is awesome. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. a whole different mindset, you know, and, and it's like you get, uh, you know, a pretty rigorous exercise in that each week because it's like yeah you're you're on the go you're doing it live you're doing it live and it's like you know who knows what's going to happen and, and you guys are you know as a watcher of the show you know a viewer of the show like you see you see things happen and it's like bam you guys just handle it you know and it's uh i always try to i'm and then as like a producer myself i'm always looking like damn how would i handle that and like some of the things you guys do like i still don't quite get like, how do they do that like it's so cool so um but it's uh it, it, you know, it's, it's, t it's crazy, man. But, uh, the anti-fragile mindset. So what does that mean to you? Yeah. Um, being adaptable and, and having mental toughness and, and physical toughness. Uh, I mean, for me, physical training, it, it is very important. Uh, I got to get on, get back on that. I, I mean, I'm getting some exercise, working with the animals a bit and just out and about, but uh, I, I'm not going to the gym like I was most of last year, and and I need to get on that. But but yeah, being physically strong, but then yeah, the men mental toughness, like like you described. I mean, it's um, you know, there's a reason Rich uses that example of of Jocko Willink um, in his in his course and kind of refers back to it, and and then just saying good when when shit starts to go sideways good so yeah many many such cases many such learning opportunities um just getting into to media media production um 
you know, I'm on Windows and uh, I used to be I used to be on Mac, but um, um, many many frustrations working with Windows and and Adobe software, kind of inexplicable things I come across, and I've I've got to work through it. And I I think I got um, some good perspective from Mark Passio on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took his I joined his How to Become the True Media course uh, a couple of years ago, I guess in 2020. And it was right when I, you know, I got the components I built a computer from gaming, gaming components. Um, and I didn't, I didn't have a skill. Like I was just like, I'm going to do this thing. I, w- I was working with a laptop that was inadequate and then committed to, to building this computer that would be ad- very adequate <laughs> and then just kind of committed to it and, worked through a lot of troubleshooting and and of course you you know there's much you can learn online um and some sometimes that's a mental hurdle to put into words the the issue you're having to try and figure out how to phrase it to bring up the information in some random form and um yeah sometimes you just have to work through that but but i i got from mark passio this this kind of tenacious or i i like to think some of that rubbed off because he just has this um relentless tenaciousness with with what he does and if you never checked out like last night i, I played a bit of a, a presentation he did from back in september on on uh, my leftover stream and his slides are just beautiful like so he's very meticulous about creating a presentation that is you know, kind of flawless and just aesthetically pleasing. And it takes a lot of time, takes a lot of attention to detail. So not only is he working on the content, he's integrating the content into the visual aspect of the presentation. And you can really tell um, it's, uh, it's, he's, he's really driven to, to make uh, excellent presentations and and he does so. And, uh, you know, I see stuff where I could, I need to step up my game and, and, and take some more notes from him. But, um, yeah, the, the being anti-fragile, um, yeah, being adaptable and, and kind of rolling with, rolling with the punches, so to speak, and figuring things out on the fly. Many such cases in, in the, the course of, uh, working on the Grand Theft World podcast and, and other projects. Totally, man. Well, what would you say, like, whether it's media production, like, a, you know, back-end production, uh, whether it's some of your farming stuff, like, what would you say was your biggest moment where you, like, your biggest learning experience this last year when it comes to the idea of being anti-fragile and pushing through that? Um, wow. Um, I guess, honestly, it was, it was kind of relocating and juggling, juggling these things. Um, and you know i'm getting ready to to bring my wife up here she's gonna move up here and so you know that's been kind of difficult we've we've been apart um she got to come up and visit but um you know i was kind of in a situation where i was i was doing a lot of this online work i balanced it out by going to the gym but i wasn't feeling um as fulfilled as as i would have liked to 
Um, and, you know, I was seeing what you were doing with your handyman business and, um, you know, I, I don't know, I guess I could come up with excuses why I didn't do something similarly in, in the area I was, but, uh, I got this opportunity and I had to figure out how to keep things going, how to keep doing what I was doing online and participate in that and, and help Ernie out. And it, it was really something that, that I needed. And, uh, there's a lot of people up here community that I've kind of plugged into a lot of different things to learn from. And yeah, I've, you know, I went from working on the domes to helping out with the animals, just checking on them. And that, you know, that was more critical as things got really cold, you know, there's nobody else who's going to go out and, uh, chip ice in the middle of the night. And I've, I've done that happily a few times. Um, and, um, you know, I just picked up other tasks that I could find around here. There's a dairy down the road that, uh, we get raw milk from. So I took that upon myself to, once the dairy got up and running, I'd start doing a, a milk run, um, once a week. So, um, yeah, to, to answer your question, it was just kind of, uh, making, making that move and, and trying to figure out how to make it work and how to, how to, um, re- relocate and get, you know, get my wife on board and, and get ourselves in a, a better situation for us to, to build a life. And, uh, I've, you know, the more, well, how do I put it? I mean, I, I kind of have, I kind of have a desire to unplug and just stop all the online stuff and, and just spend all my time, uh, learning what I can around here. Uh, and I can't really do that. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to have to reel myself in and, and I feel, you know, I feel a duty to what we do with Grand Theft World and, and some of the other projects. So, uh, you know, I just try to fit it in where I can and, and, you know, I've learned to use, you know, I used to drive forklift stuff and that was good enough telling, telling some of the guys around here, okay, well, you know, let's check you out on this equipment. So I learned how to drive a couple of pieces of equipment and then, um, can push snow around, change the attachment on the skid steer and, and scoop up hay and, and go out and feed the Buffalo. So, um, Buffalo. I'm, I'm looking, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking for any of those little opportunities where it's like, Hey, looks like you need help here. Can, can I, uh, can I help out? Can I learn what needs to be done and fit that into the schedule? So lo- looking for more of that for sure. Wow. That's awesome. Oh I, I, yeah. I learned, sorry. I learned, I learned to milk, I learned to milk the cows. Like, yeah, I, I was kind of determined. Um, I actually got in trouble cause I was going, I was going to the dairy and, uh, picking up milk and then, you know, there wasn't enough bottled. So I saw bottles. <clears throat> I knew how to, empty it from the tank because uh for a little bit we were bringing buckets of milk for the pigs until uh like that the pigs aren't supposed to get that much milk so we stopped doing that so i filled up some bottles and uh i did that a couple times and then like i had to navigate this situation it's like whoa we we didn't we didn't say you could do that like it's a micro dairy they're they're kind of staying under the radar and so there's a number of issues with that, but 
we got that sorted out, got kind of a schedule going. But then, you know, a couple of months later, they're like, hey, we're, you know, the, the whole family that owns the dairy had to travel. And that that's a big deal. Like, I, people don't know. I, I mean, the people that raise cattle, that uh, provide dairy um, on, a, on a small scale, which is, to me, that's preferable because they're, they're doing a real service to a community, making raw milk, raw dairy stuff available. Um, they're not like it's not wildly profitable like they're subsidizing doing that with other income usually mm-hmm. until they can maybe level it up to a, a larger scale so the whole family's got to travel for you know death in, in the family and and i said hey do you, you know do you need help and yeah they they needed some help to fill in some of the shifts for for milking so i got trained up and i did a few shifts and and now you know, they can call on me to go down there and, and milk the cows when they need to. And, uh, I was just loving it. Uh, it's, uh, cows are sweet. Of course they, they told me like, Oh, you missed out when, when they were, cause they had it kind of shut down and then, um, getting the operation going with new cows, you got to train them and they're not exactly agreeable. You got to kind of get them in the rhythm. So by the time I get to do it, the cows, they know what to do. You know, they're a little apprehensive with me at first, but they're pretty easy going. Like I had it easy. Um, anyway, uh, I just, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm looking for other opportunities around here. Like, uh, there's, there's butcher, um, and butcher butchering is a very in demand thing. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking for an opportunity to do some learning there as well. Yeah, I would love to learn how to do that too. I've heard a lot of people around here even talking about how there's like this huge backlog. And, uh, you know, I have a guy, a friend who was uh, going to go out to East Tennessee and get a cow, but there was like some sort of like, you know, there's like, a, there's like a line, you know, you have to get on like the wait list to get some sort of butcher. But so that would be an incredibly valuable skill. But man, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm listening to all this. And I'm like, man, like you're just like doing exactly what I want to be doing. And, and, and I, I get that inclination too sometimes where it's like, you know, okay, at what point do we just like, pull back and like completely invest in, you know, building community and gaining skills and trying to like give back and all that. But I feel like there's a good way to navigate and do it both. You know, I feel like you've done it in a very graceful way from my perspective, because you're, you're, I see you posting a lot about all the, the hands-on real world stuff that you're doing, like all the crushing that you've been doing. (laughs) And, uh, but then also you, you're so, uh, you know, you're so prolific with the, with the shows that you do too. And so I am over here like, how the heck does he do that? I don't understand how you do all that. And, and so, you know, really kudos for you to you for that. And, and what I was going to say too, is about, um, you know, picking up and, and going up to, and I know you spent some time in Idaho, you know, you're up in uh, Washington now, but like, and, and your wife's down in California, right? Yeah. 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 For the so next, like you, next couple of weeks. Yeah. 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 So like you're coming from California and to me, yeah, you could have stayed around there and do the handyman stuff or whatever. But like, to me, if I feel, I feel like more like you were following your heart to go and be like a scout, like going out and like right now you're building community and you're building trust and you're, you're gaining skills, but really it's the community. Like you've, you've already integrated yourself into this community. You've probably built trust with a lot of these people. And so you've kind of paved the way for her to now potentially maybe hopefully escape California. I don't know if that's like on the agenda eventually for you guys to both kind of end up outside oh, of it that is. area it is yeah, that's yeah. what's happening yeah yeah so so that i mean that's what i'm saying man like you've done the due diligence as like you know as like a a, a provider should is to go scout the way and and establish an, uh, a network and uh i mean that's that's fantastic i think that's 
the move. That is the move. So, you know, I don't think you should think any other way other than the fact that you like did what you should have done, you know? And, uh, I think that you're, you're just on the right path, man, but please don't go anywhere. Please don't go anywhere. I know you just started this new show and I want to, I want to hear more about this. So tell us, so if you guys make it all the way through the seven hours on a Sunday night into the wee hours of Monday morning, and you still need more with, with Grand Theft World and you still need more. Well, LD has got the LD LD's Monday, Sunday leftovers. Tell us. Oh, you nailed it. It's a pithy title. You nailed it. Monday, or oh. so, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Is it Mondays, Sunday no, leftovers? Right. Mondays, That's right. Sunday That's leftovers. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the uh, temporary title that has stuck. You know, I was going with the whole shtick. It's like a cooking show. You know, a little comedy, much like Grand Theft World, we call it a comedy show. Um, it's a cooking show with a little comedy, and we're cleaning out the fridge for next <laughs> week's show. Um, yeah, I uh, I've been doing this. Uh, yeah, a couple months now since since November, and uh, oh yeah, the beginning of November, I just wanted to test out streaming, and then I decided, you know, why don't I put some real purpose behind it? So yeah, the idea is to go through some of the stuff that we don't get to in six and seven hours on Grand Theft World, and it's turned into its own five-hour stream at times um, with my own my own color commentary mixed in some music um so i'm yeah i'm trying to trying to rein it in i one of the one of the episodes i enjoyed the most was only about an hour long mm. because uh you know candace was visiting for thanksgiving and we had dinner to go to and i was on a tight schedule and i just put it together and and did it in an hour in and out and um that was that was a unique challenge because you know Grand Theft World, we didn't start out saying, hey, let's do a seven-hour show, you know, last last thing on the schedule every week. It just kind of, we just kept packing stuff in, and now now I think we feel obligated sometimes to go that long. People are disappointed if if it's not seven hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm, I have some different ideas, maybe, maybe to do other stuff during the week. Um, but I, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to provide that value, just covering some of the stuff that, that doesn't get brought up. Of course, you can always go to grandtheftworld.com, uh, usually on a Monday, um, Monday afternoon, if you're on the East Coast, uh, and, and look at the show notes and usually highlight the, highlight the links that we did get to. And, uh, yeah, Monday nights, I, I go over some of the stuff we did and throw in some of uh, the other stuff that I'm interested in covering. So if you're, if you're interested in that, go check it out. I, I've been posting the show notes to freedomunitedrevolt.com. Okay. And um, yeah, but if, uh, if you need more, that's where it is. Cool. And what's the best place for people to get links or like the main spot to find that? I know I had the Odyssey channel pulled up, but what's the best place where people can kind of find that show? Yeah. Uh, I post, post the show links to odyssey the so the odyssey and youtube pages um but it's over at freedomunitedrevolt.com and there's a tab ld's okay. monday's sunday leftovers okay and um 
Oh yeah, there we go. LD Sundays, Monday, Monday, Sunday leftovers. There it is. There it is. Okay, good, good, good. LD interviews catalog. Okay, and this is another thing I definitely want to bring up while we're here. So this is uh yep, yeah, I got it up. So this is uh LD shirt shop, Freedom United Revolt. As you all can see, fam representing, representing with the yeah. revolt shirt. Um looks good on you. Yeah, dude. I wear it all the time, man. Uh yeah, so this is this is the one I got right here, you guys. So boom. Boom. The old Levolution style revolt logo and yes all kinds ernie of approved ernie approved you got normal normalized civil disobedience eat the bugs tyranny is not a conspiracy theory god bless the opium trade okay so you got to be a, a regular grand theft world listener to get that joke <laughs> yeah. um danger those who fail to study history may be subject to tyranny Ooh, that's a good one that's a good one mcafee didn't epstein himself i remember that that was all the rave back what was that like, ago <laughs> or something like that Make them make you. That's awesome. Yeah, make them make you. Come on now. So anyway, yeah, you guys, so that's Freedom United Revolt. Again, there's a link in the description. Go show LD some love. Oh, and then the GTW hat. I need to get me one of those. Totally, totally, totally. Trucker cap. Um, That's awesome, man. So uh, I've been kind of, I've been talking about this a little bit on, on my show, but I'm actually starting a new show. Have you heard about this at all? I haven't. Oh, or maybe I have. With, with okay. Courtney and... And oh yeah, well, so I, I guess I'm starting another new show. Okay, this is a, another <laughs> right. one in the works. So I'm, I'm taking after you, just taking putting on way too much on my plate. But no, this is gonna be fun. So, yeah, so we do have Pirate Stream Media that is uh, coming to. Well, it's already kind of started. We started doing streams together, but we got a whole bunch of things in the works, and that's that's coming to fruition. Hopefully, this month we'll have more announcements with that. But um, so there's a dating website, and this is going out to everybody listening right now. There's a dating website called Unjected.com. Are you familiar with this? Unjected. I think I've, I've seen you posted about it. Okay. Okay. I'm not so, in the market, but uh, well, I understand. I yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So, so unjected, it's a dating website for unvaccinated people basically, but it's so much more than that. They've got like a, a sperm bank and uh, people that surrogates, they got a blood bank. So you can like, you know, offer to be a blood donor for, you know, your unvaccinated blood. You know what I mean? Anyway, it's a huge thing. So I've, I've kind of gotten connected with the two founders and the, the two gals who run the website, Shelby and Heather out in Hawaii. And uh, they were telling me how they were wanting to start a podcast and they started a podcast and it was like um, kind of, uh, you know, they weren't really sure what they were doing and it kind of was just kind of rough getting off the ground. And I was like, well, uh, let me, can I help? Like, can I help like produce the show? Can we make this happen? And like, oh yeah. So we got, we were talking about it and what's been born is the unjected show. Okay. And Whoa. you guys, it's going to be premiering. Friday, the first Friday, the 13th of the year. So Friday, January 13th at 9 p.m. Eastern on Rockfin. Okay, so you guys mark your calendars. It's going to be epic. Now, this is going to be a new announcement here. So we have a fourth guest or a fourth host, a fourth host. So we have Shelby and Heather, the two founders of Unjected, myself, and Zach Brown from Unfit Statesman. You guys know what I'm talking about. Have you ever checked out that show, LD, Unfit Statesman? I think I have uh i think it's in my feed dude have to go go he is the i think funny, i've listened to it dude yeah. he's the funniest guy like i feel oh, like yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. the funniest guy out there man like he's like he's got a little bit of like tim dylan vibes but i think he's like even funnier dude and he's super knowledgeable super smart knows a lot about like history and like uh, politics and stuff like that and so anyway he's gonna come on and be like the comic relief so it's gonna be like a comedy fun live call-in show we're gonna be taking calls live and we're gonna be doing like dating advice 
uh, crazy dating stories. We're going to do like, like, like blind dates on the show. We're going to have like a segment where like, uh, we're going to have some of these sperm. If you go to unjected, there's a whole bunch of sperm donors on there. So we're going to bring them on and have them like do their sales pitch as to why they're the best sperm donor. Like, dude, it's going to be, epic. <laughs> it's going to be off the charts. Epic. And I'm super, super excited about it. So the unjected show, you can follow it like right now at the unjected show on Instagram. And there's just gonna be a lot more coming your way with that. But I'd want to announce that, let you know, dude. And, uh, we're going to be bringing on guests to help guest hosts. So we're going to definitely have you on one of these days to help, uh, help field calls. From the, all right like, yeah do you know what i mean like it, it's gonna be a lot of fun dude we have big 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 vision for this show so anyway that's awesome that. yeah, yeah yeah well shoot man uh anything else going on in your world anything oh man you want to leave um, the listeners with well we we have a mutual friend in kentucky that uh hopefully we're we're putting together a podcast in the next few months um okay we wanted to do something looking at uh psyops and sort of going through the the grammar uh if you will of, of psyops and helping people understand is that Adam? that so yeah 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 yeah. he actually designed so, one of my shirts dude in the shirt shop dude adam oh, nice. item, baby yeah he's my dude that's right, right. yeah he was uh i was ranting and raving because apparently there was a worldwide sriracha shortage and it was like oh, yeah. a thing like like there was like no short sriracha on the shelf for like six months and i'm like what the hell is going on and i like googled it and i'm like and there's like art, all these articles popping up like uh there's a worldwide sriracha shortage what does that mean i'm like oh no like it's a legitimate thing and so i was ranting and raving about it so he made me this shirt here it's the rebunk logo with the with the bread bottle so there you go so <laughs> oh, okay i thought it said something yeah, yeah, yeah. It says awesome. rebunked. Yeah, yeah. So he he busted that out. So thanks, Adam, for that. That's freaking awesome. So anyway, well, that's exciting. Breaking down the psyops. Yes. Yeah. He's all over that uh, stuff. So he, yeah, we're, we we've talked about it. We we've kind of teased it, and uh, uh, I don't know. Don't have a timeline on that yet, but yeah, but hopefully in the next couple of months. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Get getting the lady moved up here getting her established um and yeah i just hope to be be learning looking to pick up some more skills you know outside doing doing more um and yeah hopefully music too uh i got to play a, a private party for a christmas a christmas party made a little cash doing that that was nice. fun so trying to do more of that and uh get together with there's some really talented young musicians around here cool so that you know just uh surviving the winter i mean it's mm -hmm. it's not too brutal it, it got pretty it got pretty cold there for a while but uh i'm pretty well prepared for that but it is it is an, an adjustment it's a some an endurance test so very much looking yeah. forward to spring this time around and and the energy that it explodes you know yeah when when the days lengthen and the sun's out and you can soak up some of that heck yeah dude well i got two festivals that i'm planning on going to in 2023 i don't know i heard that float is kind of revamping their platform did you hear about that they're uh making some changes to be more of like a consulting company i think or something like that less of i haven't i'm platform. kind of out of the loop yeah you. i think they're kind of re but so i don't know whether that or not that means that they're still going to be doing float fest you know, I would love to go back to Float Fest, but the two for sure I'm going to are uh, Pork Fest. Are you, you planning on going to Pork Fest? 
Yeah, I should be there. Okay, cool. Well, I'll see you there. And then the other one is the Bertaria National Festival in Missouri. Definitely going. Oh to yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I, but a couple of opportunities to see you this this next year then. So that'll be good. Um. All right, you guys. Well, let's yeah, I, let's see ahead. if I can make plans to get there. Sorry. Do it. Do it, that, man. Do that it. Sounds man, like fun. Yeah, the first one was awesome, dude. It was pretty. It was pretty epic. <laughs> so, and Owen wasn't even there. You know what I mean? And so he said he's making it there this time, no matter what. So. Yeah, man, that'd be cool to connect with you at least a couple times this year. So, and who knows, man, like the way things are going, like as cool, like as crazy as things are going, I feel like we're, we're in that anti-fragile zone. I've been like the last year, I've been trying to describe that thing where it's like, you know, so many people just caved underneath the fear. So many people just, uh, you know, buckled and complied and masked up and took the shots and everything, you know, they just were victimized by the fear. And there are those of us over the last three years now who just took this big pile of shit that was given to us. And we just crushed unbelievably, man. Like we're just like pushed right through it. And I think, it, and now I have a word to describe that that's anti-fragile. We went directly in the face of all the stuff they were throwing at us. And we said, Nope, good, good. This is awesome. I'm so glad that this is happening right now because watch what I do with it. You know what I mean? And it's incredible. It's incredible, you know, and it's just watching your journey and, uh, and so, like I said, like, I don't know. I don't know what 2023 is going to bring, man. Maybe like the coalition of all of our energy and all these different projects is going to coalesce into something awesome. And I have a feeling, I really do have a feeling that that's going to be the case where it's like each one of our individual projects, whether it's like T-Lab, Grand Theft World, you know, like all these, all these people that are creating these awesome things. Like, I feel like there's going to be like a synthesis happening and it's going to be like bigger than all of us, you know? So I feel like there's something in the works, man. It's it, and because it's just, it, it's really a testament to the people that, that make up all these different things, whether it's autonomy, uh, Grand Theft World. Like, it's just, I feel like there's like a real big, like we're building towards something really cool. You know, even if that's just getting together in New Hampshire, you know what I mean? Like something, something cool is happening, man. So I'm very hopeful and I'm very excited for 2023. So. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. There's, awesome. there's much reason for optimism as, as bad as things might get. Mm -hmm. just uh keep pushing through yep exactly anti-fragile baby all right well you guys if you want to follow and support ld there's all the links in the description probably the main place uh to kind of get everything is over his liberty links it's and that's in the description libertylinks.io forward slash sub dialect sound and you can get links to all of his stuff freedom united revolt is where you find the links to his ld's sunday's monday leftover there you go and uh <laughs> Yeah, man. So, LD, brother, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Scott. Once again, and we'll definitely connect soon, all right? Thanks, brother. Yeah. Keep crushing. Yeah, you too, man. You, that's all you people out there, okay? No fear, only crushing in 2023. Maybe that'll be my new sign-off. No fear, only crushing. There you go. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Peace.